Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. It's time. Opening night tonight for the NBA. So excited. Regular season basketball is back. Keith, we made it. The offseason. It's officially over, and now we get to see real, not preseason, real basketball out on the floor. Yeah, I cannot wait to turn on my TV tomorrow morning and Charmed is going to be on there because because <laughs> I left it on TNT last night. Uh, switch on Game Time uh, right to NBA TV and let that run for several hours while while I catch up and everything. I you know and, and maybe watch the games. Yeah, I'm excited about that part too. But yeah, no, hey, hey, we're we're finally there. This is you know opening night tonight, and then we get into the. Um, a uh, bulk of the league opens up on Wednesday. There's a couple teams that don't play until a little later in the week, but yeah, man, I'm psyched. This is this is going to be awesome. Uh, you know, a lot of transaction stuff went down yes. yesterday, so that's what we're going to break down today. But Trevor, you know where we got to start? Uh-oh. Oh, there it is. The Simmons now the Simmons siren. siren will run for one hour if I let it, oh. and I somehow think we that's could, appropriate. and that would not do justice. No. <laughs> to to this mess but we'll cut it off there the simmons siren has been sounded ben simmons (laughs) suspended so let's 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 break it down in the way the story let's do that let's do that (laughs) ben simmons was supposed to talk to the media today his first media availability was supposed to come after practice today uh so everyone was of course looking forward Mm -hmm. to that to hearing from ben simmons for the first time since the end of last season then what a couple hours ago news breaks ben simmons has been suspended for the first game of the regular season due to conduct detrimental to the team now when that's the language that is intentionally super duper vague because that basically covers just about anything uh that you could do so then we're like okay and i went to where probably 50 other people went is i wonder if he's still gonna talk today (laughs) to the media probably not well he didn't. So that came out. He's not going to talk to the media today. Then it came out. He was kicked out of practice by Doc Rivers. Then it came out on top of that. He was kicked out of practice for refusal to tar- partake in, in drills. Then uh, the story's been added to from there that he was asked several times to jump in drills. He declined several times. And then Doc Rivers said, then just go home. Simmons apparently dropped the basketball he was holding and left and walked off the court. And this is on top of video being released from yesterday's practice where he looked as about as interested uh, as, as I would look he at this point. He had a phone in, uh, in his pocket. Did practice. you see that? He was, he was yeah, going through some, drills with a phone in his pocket. Like it, there's some that's crazy. mixed reporting that it wasn't a fault. Okay. That it was he had his practice jersey that's stuffed what that in his was? pocket. And okay. that's I don't know, man. It, 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 they could say he had alligator Loki in his pocket. I'd be like, yep, I'm in. Sure. I'm there. I, I believe there's almost nothing that I wouldn't believe from this story from this point. That's, that's the, I'm, I'm, that's I mean, the unexpected all, Marvel I, reference yeah. of the week, Keith. Alligator Loki chilling in Ben, in ben Simmons' pocket. I love it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. So. The reality is we have no further update beyond Ben Simmons isn't playing in the opener on Wednesday for Philadelphia against New Orleans. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I feel pretty good about this one. Ben Simmons is never going to play for Philadelphia again. It's done. You 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 can't play him. How could you even risk putting this guy into an NBA game? I tweeted, like, what, what would happen? Is he going to stand still? 
Is he just going to start throwing right. the ball in the stands? Is he going to pull up and take 45 foot three point shots only? Like what, what, what benefit and upside is there to, to putting him in a game? If you're Philly, there's only risk that it goes extremely poorly and doesn't look good on anybody's part. I mean, this whole situation, it just keeps getting worse. I mean, like we kind of speculated that this may happen, right? If Ben Simmons is forced to show up, how much effort is he really going to be uh, put in? And that yeah. was something that was floated by his camp a few weeks ago. Like, hey, you're not going to get yep. a very bought in Ben Simmons if you force him to show up. Well, they forced him to show up. They continued finding him. He finally said, OK, fine, I'm going to show up. And so he shows up. And of course, he's not that engaged. And now in terms of bargaining power, the 76ers gained nothing. They didn't gain any. It's not It's not yeah. like teams are going, oh, Ben Simmons, now he's locked in with the 76ers. We really need to, need to up our offer now. No, now they're going, look, now he's a distraction in your practices. You can't put him on the floor. What's his value to you when you can't even put him into a game at this point? Uh, there was speculation even, what, 24 hours ago that he might actually play a game that was kind of, you know, people were whispering about that, that they, they may be able to get him out yeah. on the floor. That's gone now. That's gone at this point. Doc Rivers said, I think it might only have been yesterday. It might have been the day before yeah. that he feels like he's going to, that they can fix the relationship, that they can get it back on track and all that. It's done. It is done. All that's happened now is they, they all, everyone involved in this situation looks like a collection of idiots because it just, you, you look bad. Simmons looks bad. Doc Rivers looks bad. The, the 76ers organization looks bad. Clutch doesn't look very good here either. They they all just look yeah. bad, and it's it's th this is like two children fighting over something that neither one of them I think really wants. Like like it's it, it's it's like break up and go away from each other, but it's like you keep forcing them together and like they don't want that. Like why why are we you know doing this? I am probably making poor analogies here, but I just it doesn't like just end this. Trade them, figure it out, move on because. The one place, the, the one set of people I feel bad for is the other 14, 16, however many players they have under the roster mm -hmm. that aren't Ben Simmons. Because I feel they're just showing up trying, like Joel Embiid Ooh, spoke. His comments. I'm going to paraphrase. You could just tell he's, he's yeah. had it. He's just had enough. This guy just wants to show up, play, do his thing, win games, and compete. And he realizes. This guy's not going to do that for us. And you can just see, like, he's angry. You can tell he's he's probably hurt, I guess, is a good way to describe that. Just, you know, just upset um, with the way the whole thing is played out. So, yeah, I, I'm really, like, at the point where I it, it's just done. You, you got to, even if you don't return what you think this amazing value you're going to get is, you got to start moving in that direction here because it's just this is a addition by subtraction if nothing else because you've removed this i mean joel Embiid flat out said we don't get paid to babysit right like that's that's yeah. essentially what and i'm paraphrasing there so but he yeah. said something to that effect of we don't we're not getting paid to babysit we're here to like win basketball games and there's no there's no coming back from that right there was no going back from what they said after they lost in the playoffs this last year. There's no coming back from Doc Rivers not being able to say whether or not they can win a championship. There's no coming back from, from Joel Embiid throwing Ben Simmons under the bus. Again, Simmons not blameless here, but now it's gone no. even further. Now, yeah. now you've got, it's, 
there isn't any, uh, hey, maybe we can somehow, there's this tiny sliver of a chance we can make up and we can get him back out on the floor. Now you've got Doc saying things again. Now you've got Joel Embiid saying things again. You've got Simmons not doing anything at practice, not wanting to participate. It's done. It's over. You've got done. to move on. And if you're the 76ers, the only thing that's going to happen is you're going to suffer more and more and more as the season goes on. And I get that people in Philadelphia are going to be frustrated. They're going to be angry with Ben Simmons. They're going to hate him. It's going to be a security concern if and when he ever plays in Philadelphia it at never, any point. He, he'll never play. Yeah, he, he may never will. I, I, I just, but the yeah, time has come. The time has It's, it's yeah. got to be and, done at this point. And I get it. I understood the idea behind we want to see if Bradley Beal sure. shakes free, Damian Lillard shakes You're not getting free, those guys. they demand trades or whatever it is. That's fine. That that was fine, but now that's not happening. And like I said, addition by subtraction, get them out of there. Everybody moves on. No one ha- they will have to answer questions exactly one more time is when he's traded, and then that's it. And then they can just go forward from that. And if anybody continues to push, you know, hey, do you think you would have won that series with Ben Simmons or whatever? Like it's it's they, it's, you know, they can just move on from it and blow it off and next question it. But, you know, one more time, you got to be, you know, do your part, answer the questions of, you know, hey, it didn't work. Say what you got to say and go. And then that's it. And then you move on with whatever you get for them. And I'm not saying you just got to give no, them no, away no, no. for a bunch of crap. You're going to get stuff. By any means. But it's just, yeah, you're going to get stuff. You're just not going to get this superstar, you know, all NBA level guy that they're, they've been reportedly holding out for. That's not going to happen. So, you know, that's that's kind kind of where I'm at with it now. Is just you know keep keep them away. Everybody, you know, move on and uh, let's 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 uh, get get things going in a better direction. Like we did our rankings yesterday of all the different teams. Where would you put Philadelphia if Ben Simmons was gone and Malcolm Brogdon and Karis LeVert were on the team? Yeah, and right? funny, which we're going to get into in a minute. They can't do that. No, no, no. I know, but I'm I'm just saying um, it but, could be it yeah, could be any. Had they done that trade? Yeah. Uh, it, and it could be any number third of guys. Fourth in the East, yeah, third or fourth. In the I East, think that I probably. think there's there'd be the potential for them to be in that top tier that we talked about with the Bucks and the and the uh, and the Nets. It's, yeah, it would have to yeah, work maybe. perfectly. I, but yeah, I would put them right behind that. But I would think then I would I would we talked. I think we we're both kind of in agreement. Those two are in a tier. Then there's that group of about what was it five yeah. or six teams in the next yeah. tier. I would put them in a third tier. Or I guess second tier because it'd be Bucks and Nets in the first tier. Second tier would be Philly by themselves had they made a trade like yeah. that for me, and then then the rest yes. of the teams would slot in behind them. And as it stands right now, they they're just in that mix in with mix. all those other teams because because they didn't do anything to protect themselves point guard right. wise this year. It's it's Tyrese Maxey and a bunch of guys who were kind of masquerading as ball handlers. Yeah. Uh, in in that spot, and I like Tyrese Maxey, but a second year guard having to play thirty five minutes a night that could get a little messy. Uh, we'll we'll see where that goes. So yeah, I but yeah, I'm with you. That's where I would. Uh, that's you know, I'd have them certainly in much better position than they're in today. And I mean, if they had gone just to speak to that point, if they had gone and gotten, it doesn't have to be him specifically, but like a Ricky Rubio caliber veteran. Guard, yeah. right just somebody that you could plug in there their outlook would probably be a little bit better but anyway i know we've got a lot of contracts to get to i just want to put a bow on it with this nbc sports just released this quote from joel Embiid. just i think it sums everything up perfectly about ben simmons he said at this point i don't care about that man 
All right. So now there's controversy with that, though. Oh. And if you listen to it, I've listened to the to to him say that exact sentence probably four or five different mm-hmm. times. And each time I'm like, maybe that is how he meant it. There's some that said, I don't care about that. Comma, man. man. Like, yeah, comma, Got man. Like, like, I, I don't care about that, man. And then others sound like it's, I don't care about that, man. Like, I don't care about Ben Simmons. Got it. I don't know what he meant. Like, I, I, and I, I can hear it both ways. It's like the blue or black dress, right? <laughs> right into gold, 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 blue or black, gold, yeah. whatever the hell colors it was. Um, with that, you know, that, that, that thing, um, that, that floats around the internet. So, yeah, I, I don't know. They, and you know what? If he doesn't, if he meant it as an I don't care about Ben Simmons, certainly don't blame him. That's how NBC Sports Philadelphia is promoting it as without the comma, but the, the meaning of the sentence completely changes. If you put a comma in there before the word man. Punctuation matters. Punctuation matters. Let's eat Martha is a lot <laughs> you different back than to your writer. That's days. right. Let's I eat Martha it. is very different than let's eat, comma, Martha. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All right. Contracts. Uh, you want to get into some other stuff? Some contract stuff. Let's so do it. We had an absolute explosion of contract extensions. Uh when we were recording yesterday, I think. We had Mikhail Bridges and Jaron Jackson Jr. were like the two two I think we might have touched mm-hmm. on. I, I, I want to say, I don't know if we got into any of the others. And then it was like every five minutes. And of course, this all happened while I was playing chauffeur and, and shuttling my daughter all over town for school and soccer related things. It was like every five minutes we were getting a new Woj tweet or Shams tweet or somebody uh, with stuff. Also mixed in with waiver claims and all this other stuff. But contract extension. So... We talked about Mikhail Bridges yesterday. We'll we'll, we'll get into uh, the numbers though, because we have those actual numbers. Uh, it's four years, ninety million, as as expected, mm-hmm. as predicted by your boy here over on That's Spot right. Track. Um, twenty point one million in year number one, working up to twenty four point nine million. No options, no bonuses. So it's straight money for Mikhail Bridges. Uh, well earned. We already talked about that, that one down. and him as a player. Um, so we, we don't we won't spend any more time on that one. So let's go to the next one, um, just because we kind of talked about him a minute ago. Malcolm Brogdon uh, reached a veteran extension of two years, forty five million, split evenly, twenty two point five million a year. Now that'll kick in with the twenty three twenty four yeah. season because he's under contract this year and next. But because he was had two years left on his deal and he did a veteran extension that's over the max of what the extended trade would be, he is now uh, not tradable for six months because it is October 19th that takes us past the trade deadline. So Malcolm Brogdon will not be traded this year. Uh, early he could be moved would be uh, this, this coming summer, uh, would be tradable by the NBA draft uh, if that was to come up. But I don't. Love that contract extension. I don't hate yeah. it. It's kind of one where I'm like, it's probably fine. It's it, 22.5 million when we get out a couple years from now. That's not going to feel like as much money as it feels like today. Uh, but it, it's just, he's had so much trouble staying healthy the last few years. And he's not a dominant, he's going to carry your offense and lead your team kind of guy there. He's, he's probably best if he's your fourth guy. And I guess it's like, you just got to start to reset. If you're 22.5 million as the fourth guy, that still seems like a lot of money, but got to reset, I guess. And it's really not all that. Bad. I guess for, for me, the question is why now? Like essentially they're paying sure. him right now money that I would have expected him to get this next summer 
if he had a good season this year. Right. I, I feel like they're yeah. already they're paying him as though this season is already in the books and he had a good season. And I think he's going to. I like Malcolm Brogdon a lot. Mm-hmm. But like, what if there's an injury this year? Then I think his value actually takes a hit. Now, again, though, I think if he has another good season where he's just steady, he's efficient, he shoots a high percentage, all those sorts of things that we know yeah. Malcolm Brogdon to do. If he does that, I think this deal actually increases his trade value because he's locked up for longer term. But he's got to have a good season this year. Otherwise, it could swing the other way. And so that's that's my question for the Pacers is if you had any eye and we know he's been floated in trade rumors. If you had any thought towards trading him, you're kind of risking it here by giving him this money right now. Again, if he has a good season, it's all fine and and you're good. If he doesn't, then uh, you might have put yourself in a tough spot. No, that's a great point. Yeah, it's it's it's. Yeah, that's probably a wait and see. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. And for me, probably the number one part of it is he's just going to be healthy yes. uh, more than anything else. You need he needs to play seventy games a year for for me to feel really good sure. about that one. We had already talked previous about Wendell Carter Jr.'s extension, mm-hmm. four years, fifty million uh, in the books for him. But the structure, as the Magic have been uh, very known to do uh, with both veterans on new contracts and extensions. It is a descending contract. So Smart. it starts at $14.2 million in year one. Uh, so that will be next year, 22-23 season. Then it goes down to $13 million, then $12 million, then $10.8 million. So about $1.1 million uh, per season. Or not about. That's exactly what it is. $1.1 million per season this declines by. By the time we get down to that $10.8 million in the final year in 25-26, that's new TV money yep. fully in. That's going to be way less than the mid-level exception. So if Wendell Carter Jr. plays at all like the guy he's looked like this preseason for the Magic, all of a sudden we're starting to be like, hmm, that's that's really a value uh, for the Magic. I think I think it's fine no matter what. But if he continues to get better and improve, it becomes a really good deal. And especially so if we're projecting forward, let's say the Magic's rebuild here works out. They're not going to be ready to really contend for a few seasons, at least, or at least push for the playoffs for at least a few seasons. But when they are, guess what? They're going to have more room available to go spend because this deal is declining as the cap's going up. Yep. Like this, it, like right now, it looks good. But a few years from now, we could be looking back and going, oh my gosh, this allows them to do this, to make this big move yeah. because they've got Wendell Carter for $10 million and the salary cap's whatever it's at at that point. Yeah, you could have a starting level big man making less than the average exactly. salary in the league, and that's yeah, in a veteran, not not some guy who's underpaid on a rookie contract. So worth the risk. Yeah, good good work by the yep. Magic. They they do good good stuff um, with somewhat limited resources. Let's just put put it that way um, to work with Jaron Jackson Jr. We we already broke this down. We we are big fans of Jaron Jackson yep. Jr. So we're uh, we're 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 um, very comfortable with this uh, contract. Though no no bonus language in there and no uh, non guarantee language in there either, so all fully guaranteed. Uh, twenty eight point nine million in year one, twenty seven point one million uh, in year two, twenty five point three million, and then twenty three point four million. So it it does does uh, decline year to year um, by I guess would that about one point eight million or so, but it is uh, fully guaranteed the whole way through. So that that's. Uh, a little more interesting than I think we we thought 
Um, would I would have liked the deal a bit more for the Grizzlies if they had had some protection in there against injury because yeah, he's got a history of them. Um, yeah, I don't know that I still wouldn't do the deal if I'm the Grizzlies, but I just don't feel quite as comfortable with it without having some something in there to protect them in the event that he gets he gets hurt again. And hopefully it doesn't come to that. Hopefully he's healthy, and if he's healthy, I think he's worth this. Yeah, absolutely uh, I agree. And at least they got got that it goes down. Yes. Uh, year over year. Uh, breaking news, mi- minor breaking Ooh. news, but the Golden State Warriors re-signed Gary Payton II. Oh, okay. Uh, they just announced, the team just announced that. Uh, so, a little interesting, fun peek behind the curtain, and maybe I'm stepping on another piece of news. There was a very, very strong buzz that he was the Warriors guard that got waived, that the Lakers were going to claim. Mm-hmm. And then the Lakers went ahead and claimed Avery Bradley. Yep. Um, and my guess is that was just a Hey, we we want somebody who's a little more of a veteran in here that we we know we can move forward with. Oddly enough, just because of the way the contracts are structured, Bradley's uh, deal is less than um, uh, Peyton Junior or Peyton the second. Peyton the second. He's not a junior; he's the second. Um, is less this year than what his would have been to claim. So that saves a little bit of money on the taxes. The reason the Warriors now the question I know people are going to be like, why don't they just keep him right. versus waving him and doing this? When you sign a veteran player to a two-year minimum contract, you are charged on the cap the actual salary amount. You don't get that prorated right. two-year veteran minimum deal uh, like you usually do. So that's why his his contract was more than Avery Bradley's. So now by doing it this way, they save, they re-sign him to a new contract which actually knocks that number down and now the warriors have saved themselves some money and when you're the warriors and you're looking at about almost 160 million actual tax bill uh, because of all the penalties and all that that you know uh saving money wherever you can is is uh you know good work but well and just to just to go a little further there in terms of the the savings when we're talking about a veteran minimum contract Part of the incentive, and the Lakers ran into this with, with Marcus Salt last year, uh, part of the incentive to sign one of these guys to a one-year veteran minimum deal is the league actually pays part of the salary, right? The league's yep. going to pick up some yep. of that and, and put the bill, but if it's a two-year contract, they're not going to do that. And so that's yep. that, that's part of the equation here and why this, this worked out. As you mentioned, Avery Bradley does get picked up by the Los Angeles Lakers off of waivers. My sense on that situation, I hadn't heard the Gary Payton thing that they were interested in bringing him in, although he does have a history with the team as well. Uh, but I believe that it was the Lakers, Frank Vogel, the, the front office. They looked around and they went, well, you know, we're missing Taylor Horton Tucker. We're missing Trevor Ariza. Those are two of our better perimeter defenders. Avery Bradley already knows yep. the defensive schemes, so he's a bit more plug and play if he's healthy, which that's a huge if. But if he's healthy, in- then he's a bit more plug and play than, than Peyton would be. Plays well with LeBron yes. because he's, he's a guard who uh, quite frankly doesn't need and doesn't really even want no. the ball all that much, but he doesn't run from shots either. He'll shoot when he's open. He's going to do his thing. He's he, the, it, I, I think it's a great pickup for the Lakers. I think it's good work, especially right now with, like three or four other guys at that position banged yeah. up and hurting and potentially maybe not available early in the year. And just so we're all clear, what happens now is now that he's on the opening night roster, that, that uh, contract was a training camp deal. So what that means is that prior to this did not count against the cap or the tax, 
But now that he's actually made the opening night roster, it converts to a standard non-guaranteed deal. Right. And now he'll have a per-day amount that, that it will trigger for. But they can still waive him and save money if they need to. If, if, they, if they get healthy and it's like, you know, we don't really need Avery Bradley. We'd rather have the open roster spot. They can waive him and move on and, and go, go a different direction. But I think he feels a real need for them, not just in the immediate but long term because he's clearly now amongst the guard group. He's their best point of attack defender. Yes. Uh, that they have it'll be their best on ball guys so uh just you know li- little distraction there as the Peyton news came through but we'll get back into talking about uh contract extensions here um and now we can get into uh uh <laughs> what we could call this the uh caucasian shooter portion <laughs> of the show uh because grayson allen landry shaman and kevin Herter oh boy. All, all got extended um all Different kind of yep. deals. Let's start with Herders because he's the best player of the mm-hmm. group, uh, and he got the most money. So Kevin Herter got four years, sixty-five million. Uh, no bonuses, no no options on that. All fully guaranteed. Fourteen point five, fifteen point seven, sixteen point eight, and then roughly eighteen million in the final year. I think this is fine for Kevin Herter and the Hawks as it gets more expensive. This is people are looking at me like, man, they've got a lot of yeah. money. Yeah, they get a lot of money tied up next year. But in the outer years, guys are going to start coming off the books, some of those other guys, and they'll 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 start to move on from them. And this is perfectly good value for Kevin Herter. I don't know that people realize how good That's he true. is and how important he's come to that he team. He really is. And you know what? If you've watched the Atlanta Hawks over the years, you know how difficult of a draw it can be to get fans in their, their home arena. Historically, they haven't been a very high draw team, but now that they've been good, now you've got an exciting young guard in Trey Young. Now they love yeah. Them. Now they've yeah. got some momentum going and you don't want to want to break that up. And so bringing back Herder, I think he's a very important piece. I did see, I think it was you that was somebody was, was tweeting this to said that this is a sign that they don't believe in, yes. in, uh, some of the other wings DeAndre that they've Hunter got. Yes, Reddish. DeAndre Hunter and, and Reddish. I uh, almost said Josh Childress. I almost went Josh Childress. Yeah. And, and <laughs> oh, my, my brain went, no way. That's, that is not going to do nothing. You, you went to the I way went back way back there. there. I went way back. But uh, <laughs> but yes, Cam Reddish and, uh, and DeAndre Hunter. And let's get into why that's not. Why this is not a vote of non-confidence in, in those guys. Because that's... That's not what's happening here. And the Atlanta Hawks, no, look, they, not they have, remotely. they've got a ton of wings, but there's nothing wrong with that in the current NBA, in the current NBA climate. And Kevin Herter, even if, even if things get too crowded on the wing, right? You've got Bogdanovich, you've got all these guys, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even if things get too crowded, these guys are all going to have trade value. You're going to have the opportunity if yep. you decide, hey, this guy is the odd man out. Let's move him. You're going to have 10, 15 teams that are going to raise their hand and say, uh, we're interested. Teams are looking for wing yep. players. You can't have too many of them. So I, I've got no problem at all with this issue. And I think it, I think it doesn't say anything about how they view their other wings. No, I don't think so either. I think Bogdanovich, Herter, and Reddish are pure wings. Mm-hmm. When I say pure wing, I really mean that they're they're two threes yeah. in the league. They can both play. They can play either wing spot. There, Hunter is a three in a small ball four. Yep. Uh, so, so that that has you know a lot of value in the league when you can slide up like that. And then Herder has shown the ability, which he has done quite a bit, because backup point guard has been a mess for them to run the offense on the second unit. They they've played minutes over the years where Herder's kind of the primary guy that they run things through. I don't think they want to because it gets a little messy. It's not it's not the best use yeah. of his skills, but. 
it's still something that you can do with him. So I think now as you look at this Hawks roster, you've got a lot of guys um, for sure that are making a lot of money, but it's all going to sort itself out here relatively quickly because even next year, they're going to be expensive. They're probably going to be in the tax. But Danilo Gallinari, his contract's only guaranteed for $5 million. If you have DeAndre Hunter fully healthy, you can start to look at it and say, all right, do we really need Gallo? Like, or can we get by right. where Hunter becomes the de facto backup to John Collins there? Um, or do you just look at it and say, if you're the Hawks, hey, as Milwaukee and Brooklyn starts to age out here, maybe in the next few seasons, we keep all our guys. We're next. Why not us? Right, they were right there last yep. year. They were in the East Finals. Now, that's circumstantial, sure. right? They 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 got there through some stuff, but it is. I like that they're saying, "Hey, we like our guys. We like the guys we drafted and developed and put together, and we like the way this team works." These guys love each other. I mean, they were all going nuts for Herder's new deal on Twitter. I mean, Trey Young was asking him for loans, which is funny because <laughs> he signed a max yeah. deal. So you know, but it's it, it's great. I mean, you love that stuff. The other thing is, you still have Hunter and Reddish on their rookie scale deals for one more year. So those are still you know relative bargain contracts. It, it'll all sort itself out. I'm not at all worried about this for Atlanta. Yeah. I think they're going to be perfectly fine. And then just for anybody, because somebody did say to me, like, you can't just move on from Gallo that easy. Uh, Jalen Johnson looks like he might be pretty good. Um, and we're going to see um, what happens there. And if they feel like he's ready to step in and be that backup uh, big forward, yeah, you can move on from Gallo and save yourself $16 million. Or what you could do is pay him the $5 million and then re-sign him for, like, seven or eight million and now you've got them for you know half of what you would have had them for anyway so yeah the hawks are fine uh moving on to to the yeah. other two guys uh we'll go to grayson allen because i want to save the um shamma one because it's going to lead into something else uh grayson allen two-year deal this is a good example we we said don't don't overreact to these deals right out of the gate. Shamit is also going to be a good example yep. of this. Um, it was it was reported as I believe two years, twenty million for Allen, and a lot of people were like ten million a year for him. It's really not. There's some unlikely bonuses in there. Uh, it looks like it'll be closer to about a uh, little over eighteen million. So not a ton of you know money off the top, but but that's that's what that looks like for him. This is protection in case they can't get Dante Divincenzo re-signed. Uh, this offseason, if Pat Connaughton walks, you keep a guy around who can shoot and can do some stuff, should work well off ball with Giannis and Chris Middleton and Holiday. So I, I don't I have no issue for this for, for a guy who I know people have feel a certain way about Grayson yeah. Allen, and I'm not going to try to argue that. But he's a productive player who can really shoot. He can also handle the ball a little bit and pass. So I have no issue with this deal for the Yeah, Bucks. absolutely. Same, same here. I just want to add in that – we have to remember where a lot of this information is coming from, and that's agents and agencies. So that's why yep. they're going to trumpet that it's this giant deal and they're not going to include the part until till later that we're going to find out, oh, it's actually only X amount guaranteed or or this is, is in it or, or whatever, right? Or the final year is yeah. not fully guaranteed. You win the initial tweet. Exactly, yeah, exactly, right? You want that initial tweet going out there because every agency wants to be able to, to point and say, see, look, look how much we got our guy, right? And that's and yep. so they, they're going to want that number to be as high as possible. So don't overreact to that initial number because the details really will matter. And like you said, Landry Shamit, who we're getting to next, is another great example of that. Yeah, spot on with that one. So reporting yesterday was four years, 43 million. Right. And I think all of us very 
outside of maybe the Shamit family and hopefully <laughs> the sons had the reaction of what in the hell is this all about? Um, and that's tied into something we're going to talk about in a minute with DeAndre. Yes. Aiden. But it's really not. That's not what this deal is. So the Suns did better here than it looked like. So it's $9.5 million fully guaranteed next year. The year after that, fully guaranteed at $10.3 million. That's a, still those, both of those are a little bit it's much for me. Mid-level exception I, I, Yeah, I just, you're paying this guy to be your fourth or fifth guard in your rotation. Sure. And I'm just not. Adapt parts where that gets a little rough for, for me. I feel like you could replace uh, what he does with stuff. But year four, 11 million. Year five, 11.75 million. They are both fully non guaranteed uh, both of those years. So the Suns can get out of this if they really want to uh, with only paying you know 19.75 million uh, of the 42.5 is actually what the number is uh, million. So less than half of what it, what it was reported. And that's it, it's a heck of a lot more palatable to be two years, 19.75 at the growing. Oh, that's a bit much, but all right, I kind of get it. Kind of like we just did with Grayson right. Allen. I think we'd feel like that's not all that bad. Um, but that, but when it's reported as four years, 43 million, you're like, goof. Now, with Landry Shaman, I have nothing against Landry Shaman at all. I want him to earn both of those two years, get them fully guaranteed, and play awesome. I want the Suns mm-hmm. to continue to uh, succeed, succeed despite their horrible owner, uh, who's as cheap as can be, and to push forward and get past that and look great. I, I, I thought it was really great that they made that run last year. I think it's awesome. Um, just it's I, I doubt that he ever sees those final two years of this contract. Yeah, I would agree with that, but... In terms of the overall value of the deal, if we're looking at it just a front office perspective, the Suns did well here to protect themselves in the event. Look, Shamit is a guy where a lot of his value is tied to his percentages, to his three-point percentage specifically, yeah. to his ability to be an efficient three-point yeah. shooter. So you're talking about one skill that, I mean, it can be sticky year to year, but you can also see some pretty big fluctuations. Like if he shoots... If he drops, say, 4% in three-point percentage, that can greatly affect his value because of how much of it is tied into his yeah. three-point shooting. Uh, whereas a player like, I don't know, like Paul George, if his three-point percentage drops by 4%, okay, it sucks, but he does a lot of other things out there on the floor to make up for that. So when you've got a player who's getting a lot of their value from a stat that sometimes is not that sticky, you can have a rough shooting year, you can have a really great shooting year, we've seen that happen, it makes sense to protect yourself. And like you said, it makes the overall deal look a lot better when you add in the real terms and not that it's all just fully guaranteed for Shamit. So hopefully he does play up to it. I think you can run some very J.J. Redick-like stuff. We saw the Clippers do that before with him, and that gives the Suns another avenue to attack. But uh, I do think they did a nice job to protect themselves here as well. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let's get into the guys who didn't get extended. Oh, boy. Uh, because this gets interesting, and we'll start at the – we're going to just go in order of the way they were drafted just because that's simplest mm-hmm. and easiest for me to make sure we hit them all. Uh, but – it also starts with DeAndre yeah. Ayton at the top of the board. Didn't get paid. I don't like it. I it was very clear. I think they should pay him. I I you know I don't have any problem with giving him a max deal. I fully get. I, I fully understand, guys. You don't need to explain to me daily that. Well, they can still match any deal. Yeah, no kidding. I get it. Trust me. I understand how the salary cap works and how the CBA functions and restricted free agency. And I realize I'm being a pompous jerk right now, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
<laughs> I get that. But that doesn't mean you should be forcing guys to go that route. It just it feels gross to me. I don't like it. This guy is very good. He's improving. He's still getting better. They should have just paid him because this has the potential to go really sideways on them. He's averaged a double-double every year in the league. Even his rookie year, when you looked at it and you said, oh, man, they should have taken Luka. They should have taken you know somebody else, Trey Young, whoever. Um, he's averaged a double-double every single year in the league. He looked like he really broke out last year. He was fantastic come playoff time. Uh, there's a flip side to this. And the flip side, this is something I've talked about a lot, that the traditional center is becoming like the running back in the NFL. You don't pay this guy. You don't pay the traditional center unless there's something truly extraordinary. If it's Zeke, if it's Ezekiel Elliott, if it's Derrick Henry, my God, look at what he did last night. Those guys you pay. But your run-of-the-mill guy that's just going to you know, protect the rim, set some screens, roll to the basket, and play maybe 20 minutes a night, that's the guy you're not paying. The guys that are truly extraordinary, yeah, those guys you do pay, right? We've got this concept that if they can't shoot threes, you don't pay them. DeAndre Aiden, in terms of his efficiency, we're so obsessed with analytics and, and stretching the floor and efficiency and all this kind of stuff. He's so efficient that it makes up for the fact that he doesn't really shoot threes. And he actually made a three against the Lakers the other night in preseason. So maybe that's part of his game that is going to eventually round into form. But the bottom line, and we talked about this a bunch, Keith, whether or not you agree with the concept of playing bigs, a number of teams, probably the majority of the teams around the NBA, would give him that deal. And so now, now you've got DeAndre Ayton, who knows that most other teams would pay him, and he's watched everyone else on the team get paid. Every, everybody else around him got paid, and he didn't. How excited do you think he feels about being a Phoenix Sun right now? Probably not very, and that's not good moving forward <laughs> when you've got yeah. a young, talented guy that you drafted number one overall, and he went out there and performed, and you said, sorry, we're not going to pay you. Yeah, I mean, we're going to find out if he shows up and refuses to take part in defensive drills, <laughs> right. how excited he is to be there. <laughs> that seems to be working out real well yeah. um, for, for for another former number yeah. one overall pick. Um, yeah, he's not going to do that. I expect no. now. I kind of hope we're going to get to DeAndre Aiden, like, uh, to to paraphrase, uh, F around and find out, uh, you know, season here. I, I hope we're going to see him uh, come out and, you know, really – Say, oh, I, I got something to show you. That. Do we know, uh, do, Keith, do we know do where the Suns were at? Like in terms of DeAndre Ayton wanted the max, and yeah, I, I, I think heard. they should have given him that. Yeah, I think Woj was the one who reported. I apologize if it wasn't him, if it was somebody else. He There was a report that was out there that they were willing to do the max, but not for five years. Okay. Now, whether that means three or four or three plus one, I, I don't know what that was. That report was out there. I believe Woj had that. So, but. It, the reality is five years max is what he was going to want. And and I get it. People are trying to compare it to the John Collins situation, but Collins wasn't the number one overall pick. Yeah. He didn't, didn't wasn't a huge part of getting his team to the finals. Um, Aiden outplayed Jokic and Gobert in, in, in the playoffs, like he, or not, uh, not, um, uh, Gobert, but, uh, wait, my right? No, no. Jokic at least. um, and then I can't remember who the other one was, but he outplayed uh, big guys. I mean, he outplayed Anthony yeah. Davis 
who was albeit injured, but he played great in that that series too. So, and then he was good in the finals again against the 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 Bucks. Um, you know, so yeah, he, he should have gotten paid. Well, we can just leave yes. it there. Um, the rest of these, we're not going to spend a ton of time on them. But Marvin Bagley was never getting getting yep. an extension. It was just never going to happen. It would have been too too low for him to even say, forget it. It's better to bet on himself and just play it out. Uh, Mo Bamba. It, everything reportedly was it didn't get overly close for him to be extended in Orlando. They wanted him to take less than. I think he is looking to in a more positive way of uh, and still staying positive with the magic of, hey, I'm going to show you why you drafted me uh, sixth overall. And I'll, you know, and then, then let's regroup and connect after that. Colin Sexton didn't get paid by the Cavs. A little interesting mm-hmm. there. I know you and I both feel are probably generally a little higher on him. And I think other people, because his stats aren't, uh, he's not a 35% shooter who shoots 40 times right. a game. He's a good shooter who shoots a bunch of times a game. So um, Kevin Knox, that was never right. happening um, there. Miles Bridges, that one sounds like it was close, but they, they couldn't quite get there. I thought he would probably get somewhere in that 15 to 16 million or a year range um, and just didn't. So I'm curious to see what happens there. Troy Brown was not going to get there. I'm skipping over some of the guys who weren't even eligible because some of them aren't even in the league anymore. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, we already talked about that a little bit. Um, there, Lonnie Walker, that was going to have to be such a low number. Wouldn't have made sense. Josh Koji, the Wolves, just again, that would have been, been a small deal. Aaron Holiday, Anthony Simon, same kind of thing. Um, yeah, but 11 total guys out of the first round, a record. Yeah. Uh, signed contract extensions, so that's that's good. That tells me teams did pretty good jobs here with with uh, drafting guys who can play. Um, that's pretty good. And then there's you know four or five guys that are out of the league right now, but that that happens with every draft class. But eleven guys getting extended that that's good stuff. Yep, that's a, a very solid draft class. I think you've got a few stars in there as well. So sure, you know, few, yeah. well, Luca, Trey absolutely. Young. Super duper stars, yeah. Future absolutely. of the NBA looking looking bright, and a good part of it is due to that draft class. Yeah, yeah, with, without a doubt, yeah, one hundred percent. Those guys are, uh, you know, in a uh, you know good good um you know place. So, but yeah, yeah. So that's it, man. We're all caught up on deals. Um, a couple minor or the extensions, rather, a couple minor ones. Ed Davis. His deal with the Cleveland Cavaliers is a non-guaranteed one-year contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had been waiting for the details to drop on that. And then Amarni Brooks, um, we knew he signed a four-year deal. We knew it was for the minimum um, each year, uh, with it obviously going up season by season at the minimum. Um, but his deal, a li- little interesting, the first year is fully guaranteed. The next three are non-guaranteed. And the Rockets dipped in a part of the mid-level exception. Um, with that, so um, you know, not not nothing ma- major there. Uh, now, kind of our next thing to keep an eye on here is the rookie um, scale team options uh, for uh, the next season for for twenty two twenty three. Those are starting to get picked up around the league. Um, the Timberwolves and Knicks just did theirs. So Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels for the Wolves, and then the Knicks where R.J. Barrett will be topping and Emmanuel quickly. Essentially, to get your rookie-scale team option declined, you either need to be so injured that the team doesn't think you'll make it back, or you need to be really, really bad. Um, teams teams are very low to decline a rookie-scale team option, especially the fourth year, or with the, the fourth-year ones, but really, really with the third-year one. You have to have shown nothing in your first two years um, to do that because basically you're admitting we messed up. This, you're not do this that. was a yeah, yep. So 
So that's where we're at. Uh, before we go, update on the Simmons situation. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski. Uh, to, I'm not doing No, the no need to do the siren for this. But <laughs> but I think but there's a point I want to get to with this. So um, Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN tweets, Sixers approach on a trade has remained steadfast. They won't move Simmons for role players, only a player who helped keep them a championship contender. That hasn't changed for now. No one should expect a speedy resolution on Simmons' future in Philadelphia. So if we're looking at the front office, the, the game within the game here, What's happening now is you had a bunch of negative publicity, right, coming out. A bunch of negative PR came out regarding Ben Simmons. We've been saying it's time for them to move on, and it is. But now you've got the – clearly yep. this is coming from the – this isn't Woj just like thinking, oh my gosh, I suddenly had this thought, and I don't think the 76ers are going to make a move that where they don't get back a star, so maybe I'll tweet this out. No, of course, someone's telling him that from within the 76ers oh, so that he then puts that out. So this is a pushback. To all the teams that may, you know, maybe some teams called them up. Maybe the Cavs called them up or the Wolves or something and said, hey, how about now? How about a deal now? This is a pushback against the notion that you can get Ben Simmons for cheaper because of what happened this morning. The 76ers are kind of stomping their feet and saying, no, we are still expecting a, an extremely high return for him. Now, whether or not that's actually the case, that's just what they're putting out there publicly in a way to push sure. back against what happened this morning. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, and great, right? Yeah. And I, you know, want to wake up tomorrow a hundred pounds lighter and, you know, uh, you know, able to run a marathon. So it's good to have dreams in life. Hey, let's end on a super positive note because this is fun. All the reporters from the Bucks, uh, Nets game and the, uh, Lakers, um, Warriors game are starting to tweet tweet out a bunch of different stuff, uh, a bunch of pictures of the arenas and guys doing it. And the ones that are flashing through my timeline right now are the um, the Staples Center yep. with all the T-shirts on the chairs and stuff like that, man. I'm so excited. Like, I can't wait for tonight. It's just going to be so cool. And it's going to be so cool with full buildings yes. or mostly full buildings and people going crazy and all those kind of things it's 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 really great i 100 percent believe uh these teams these municipalities everybody is doing what they can to make sure people will be as safe as possible in those buildings and that, that you you shouldn't be there if, if you're or you won't be there if you shouldn't be there and those kind of things. So, yeah, I I can't wait. This is going to be awesome tonight. That uh, It's cool that the Bucks fans are going to get to have their party tonight right. for, for that. And then, um, you know, anytime you get to close out a night on the East Coast with, uh, you know, Stephen Curry and crew against LeBron and crew, that, that, that's a pretty good night that's to me. That's right. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait. Whew, we made it. NBA basketball is back. <laughs> <laughs> everybody make sure you do subscribe right here to the nba front office youtube channel turn on those notifications as well keith tomorrow do we want to kick off our ra our wrap-up show in the morning i think we yeah, should yeah that's the plan yeah so tomorrow morning we're going to come back at you with that we're, we're still we're still working workshopping names yeah. but skip pass got some support it, it, so it, 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 you it. have a chance to sound off in the comments yep. still and and go but people seem to like like skip pass uh i shout out to the one guy i don't have it in front of me but who said uh it makes me think of skip bayless we we will not no. do that we don't do hot takes and get in arguments about things we don't believe in but yeah we're, we're gonna have a lot of fun with that tomorrow uh you know join us tomorrow morning uh it's only two games so 
we should be we, we ought to be able to hit our uh, our, our t- timeline <laughs> on that. So, um, no, knowing us, it'll be a, probably a three hour long show. Um, but yeah, it'll be uh, it, it'll be good. I'm really looking forward to doing that uh, on a near daily basis and getting into all this stuff. So yeah, we'll see you guys bright and early tomorrow. That's right, going to be fun, and uh, let's enjoy some NBA basketball tonight. Till then, everybody, see ya and stay safe. <laughs>